welcome to Last Orders, the podcast about the podcast. We are getting to talk with some of the uh, players, the cast, uh, about the recent episode of The Crowded Tavern. More specifically, episode number eight, What Happens in the Tunnels. With me today, I have my trusted friend and ally, Amanda. Say hi, Amanda. Hi, Amanda. <laughs> hi. <laughs> How's it going? Good, good. We also have a lot of guests today. We have uh, the one and only. Um, nope, he couldn't make it. How about no? He couldn't make it either. We have Adam, <laughs> aka Strange Cider. Hello. <laughs> Glad you could be here. Me too. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I've had no time to think about any of the standard questions you're going to ask me because I was a last minute <laughs> substitution. I haven't even watched the episode yet. That's okay. I never watch the episode. I wing all of these things. <laughs> oh, don't tell Marty. Oh, give, I give myself a good three hours of, of like sanding dice where I'm watching the episode normally, and it's like yes. just the whole time I'm thinking like Marty's going to ask me what my favorite part is. Marty's going to ask me. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's do things a bit differently then, because you know I also prepared questions for um, <laughs> the two other people who couldn't sadly be here today. Last minute cancellation, and you, Adam, were the only one that actually could jump in, and in, 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 you know. Um, we are short notice, so let's do things a bit differently. So, um, anything you guys want to talk about today? Anything that you thought would be fun to talk about from the episode, or just anything else? Maybe I don't know. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, that's it. <laughs> thank you so much for to say. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for watching. And this is it. <laughs> um. So any favorite moments, anything that, you know, sticks out in your mind from the last episode? Or was it just, well, a, was it just a boring one and not memorable at all? It was not all? boring, but I think that <laughs> that the moment that sticks out the most for me is actually one that you may have made a, a TikTok slash short for, and that is the assless chaps of Auburn. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's, there was definitely something sticking out, that's correct. Uh, <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> <laughs> the ass, the yeah, ass. Oh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, not mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you know that that was hilarious, and yes, it is indeed turning, uh, being turned into a TikTok, um, and it will. Uh, it probably already has released at this point. So if you haven't um, uh, checked it out, check out YouTube Shorts or TikTok. Go do it. We have one of the, we have one of each. Um, we do. Yeah. We do, and Marty really likes when you like the the YouTube shorts and unview them, unview them, unview them, yeah. and comment on them. Yeah, it's true. Like he sends me a message every time. Like I get almost daily updates with like the view count <laughs> of our our YouTube shorts, and I'm like, <laughs> yay! <laughs> I am I am trying to figure out YouTube, but it's not easy because it's not easy. we had two shorts um, that performed like two views something like that and then I was like alright uh, I knew that both of them had like the F-bomb in both of them so I was like let's try and censor mm. one of them and re-release it and then it got 1200 views and I was like oh whoa okay, wow, okay. <laughs> two views 1200 views okay maybe that's maybe that's it maybe it's you know maybe that's a sign <laughs> maybe YouTube doesn't I don't like think swearing it, I, I don't think it's all necessarily the like the content of the video itself as well I think the fact that you uploaded that Again, now after we've had a bunch of successful YouTube shorts, it's probably getting more attention just anyway, regardless of content. Yeah, I don't know because then I took the next one, the other one that has had the F bomb oh, yeah. in it, and I censored that one, and it got two views again. And I'm just like, really? Okay, I don't get this. I don't. I I thought I had figured something <laughs> out. But, mm. It's like I thought I had figured TikTok out, kind of. I mean, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely not very good at it. And like with all of our videos, we're getting between like seven hundred and fifty and nine hundred views, and I was like, "This is really good." But then, like in there, there's one that's got sixty-two views, in and amongst all of the seven hundred to nine hundred views, it's like seven hundred, eight hundred, nine hundred, sixty-seven, eight hundred, four hundred. And I'm just like, "Is it like way longer than the others?" No, they're all fifty-nine seconds. Yeah. It's just a very, very strange thing. I, I really, I don't know. 
Social don't, media don't. is a mystery to me. Yeah. Hello, um, um, I write social media posts for a living. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't understand how to make it work. I am, I'm still trying to figure that out, too. So, yeah, you're not the only one. <laughs> <laughs> At least I don't do have to do management anymore. I just write. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but, but that being said, when I cannot figure out how it works, I am actually very much enjoying... Uh, doing, uh, making those small TikToks. It's it's really good fun to me. So, um, mm-hmm. um, Amanda, is your cat snoring? She is okay. absolutely <laughs> snoring her absolute face off. And Fair um, enough. I was just I don't I don't know how to be like Kit Kat, wake uh, up. That that is perfectly fine. Uh, <laughs> my cat used to snore as well. I was just like, what is that in the background that I can hear? <laughs> but I can hear it now. It, it's definitely snoring. <laughs> so, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I listen for it. I yeah. can hear it. I guess I guess I have to remember when I edit this to turn down the, the music so everyone can hear the snowing cat in the background. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's uh Um But yeah, in terms of uh my favorite I don't know if there's a moment, but like I really liked uh what Danny was doing with Auburn. In fact I almost said last last orders um uh, that I had a complaint for, for like wizards that a minute is not enough time to do meaningful roleplay with a shifted character. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely like. It's unfortunate because like ev- like a lot was going on that episode. Yeah. So I feel like we almost didn't do the like the concept of, of him being more permanently shifted, like j- justice almost. Mm. But like, yeah, I. I was hoping we'd see something like that, and we did, and I liked that. And it wasn't really a moment; it was kind of a thread through the whole episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Danny messaged me after the, you know, the previous episode, um, and was like, "Hey, how do you feel about if if Auburn doesn't switch back?" And I was just like, "Oh my god, I love it! Uh, I'll allow it." Uh, and we we agreed to make. I made some quick rules about, you know. Um, uh, constitution saving throws. Uh, obviously, in the beginning, they are lower, but they will increased throughout the episode so um and then he got down so i guess he, he you know uh, unshifted uh, automatically by that but um, but yeah when he messaged me with that idea i was like oh my god i love it let's go let you know let's bend the rules and see where this is going because it makes sense for the character and it, mm-hmm. it's not anything that is you know groundbreakingly breaking the game either I, I think the main thing is that he gets you know 10 feet more of movement and i'm like that's you know that's fine you're going mm-hmm. into tunnels anyway you're not going to need it or use it anyway in there so um, yeah so yeah. no i thought that it was really awesome for his character development as well um and there was like no discussion between the cast members about it because like i'm sure if you if you heard the episode i was like how long are are you are you still <laughs> supposed to be shifted like I feel like that minute is well past and he's like yep yeah, mm-hmm. we 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 did talk about that as well we did talk about it as well where I was like do we should I you know pay a, will the players notice or should I you know make hints through the way but you you did notice on your own so I was happy that I didn't need to do too much uh, work there so so thank you for noticing that open didn't shift. <laughs> no, you're, you're I'll tell you what else, as a, as, a, as a moment um, as well, when you first called for Orbin to take his first constitution saving throw and we're all just like, we're sat there, we think everything's fine, we think we're just having a conversation and then the DM is randomly at one of the players, hey, can you just make a constitution save for me real quick? I'm pretty sure you could probably clip all of our faces at that moment and we're like, oh shit, what the hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, that was a fun moment. <laughs> so yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to see what Danny is going to do with with Open, and I'm so it's really sad that he can't be here today. On you know, unluckily his his internet decided to of all days die today, and probably won't be back until tomorrow. So um, it would have been awesome to get him on here and and talk talk to him about it because you know Auburn I feel like the, in the last few episodes Auburn has been the one character progression mm. that has felt you know filled the out the, the the space the most in 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 our in our little show so um so yeah so I guess next time next last orders we'll get him on and we'll we'll grill him <laughs> mm-hmm. so yeah grill him like the fire and acid grilled his the pants off of his butt <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry. 
I just loved that moment, actually, now that we're speaking of moments, mm. where, because I did sort of tease that, you know, there was still this leftover nothing that had run away, and now it was sort of like floating towards you backwards, and, and because it was trapped inside the uh, gelatinous cube, but you couldn't see the cube um, because it was dark, and I don't even know if I asked for a perception check or something, maybe I did, don't remember, but... Um, but I just loved when when I asked, what are you going to do? Everyone else was like, let's, I'm, I'm moving backwards. I'm moving backwards. What's going on here? And Auburn is just like, nope, it's charging forwards and just jumping in to grab this nothing and basically jump straight into the gelatinous cube. And I think the moment was extremely funny to me because I knew what was there. I, I think if you see my reaction as well, I was like, okay, is that what you're doing? I, okay, I love it. <laughs> yep. No, it was so unexpected and of of Auburn, like so unexpected that like that was what he did. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> this is not cool. But also like it was really fucking epic. But like this is um dangerous. <laughs> So, what were you, if you remember, what were you thinking in the moment when you when you didn't know what was going on yet, uh, and you just see this thing moving backwards towards you, sort of, but not moving? Um, I didn't know what was going on, if I'm honest, and I don't know that Neza clued in right away either. Hmm. Like it was only when Auburn leaped forward. And was like sucked in, suspended in the air, and she was like, "Oh, I know what this is. <laughs> Shit, this isn't really great." <laughs> how, how, how? What, what, what was going through your head, and what was going through Strix's head at that point? <laughs> Strix was maybe even more clued into what was happening than me, if I'm honest. I feel like Strix has more knowledge of gelatinous cubes than Adam does, so. Um, <laughs> I wonder if Strix had clocked what was going on, but I, yeah, I had no idea. Um, I mean, obviously something weird was going on, uh, uh, but I was wondering if it was maybe more like a possession or something mm. that had happened to this uh, this creature. I, I, I think I'd figured it was the one that I scared off because I think you described the pose as like a yeah. Um, but yeah, I I was not on board with like I, I hadn't figured out what was going on with it until um until you uh until, well until Auburn decided to just sort of go for it and um <laughs> yeah oh yeah and, and then I hard. smacked him in the face with a stone didn't I <laughs> <laughs> you did you did indeed um but yeah but yeah it, it really hit hard and um because I, I I had boosted it up, and when I saw how hard it actually hit, I was sort of like, "Oh wait, did I did I overdo it?" <laughs> but but then you know it, it cannot move that fast um, and stuff like that. So I think it actually worked out. I think all of you got the scare. Auburn was down in you know in in two hits. Um, mm -hmm. So I think I I got the scare into you, which I think mm. is sometimes needed. You know, so it's just like, oh, this is you know we just. We can do whatever we want. Nothing's oh, yeah. going to happen. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like, that scare was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Like, unexpected and needed to kind of... Like, this is a dangerous situation. Like, our beast of a character, like, our beast of mm. a companion is down. Fuck. Mm. Like, this is not good. Yeah. <laughs> And to be 100% honest, uh, a little bit behind the scenes uh, um, uh, info here is that I actually gave them a ranged attack as well because I just wanted, didn't hit as hard, um, mm. but I just wanted to make sure just in case people were, you know, just turning around, running, straight up running away from it just to have something because it cannot move that quickly. But mm. um, when I saw how hard it hit and that Auburn was down, I was like, I'll just, this doesn't exist it's something i made up so it's not there anymore poof gone you know so um but yeah um but i i, I actually i'm starting to start enjoying you know making my own monsters or upgrading exist existing mm. uh monsters to, and because it's something that it it's very difficult but if you don't do it you don't get the experience out of it so true um, so yeah so so marty was pleased 
Yay, Marty. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, they hit hard. I was mm. like genuinely scared that we were going to like TPK on that. Like, <laughs> I was like, here, this isn't good. Well, yeah, because I think we figured like Strix and uh, Arlene got got would get one banged by mm-hmm. like like that thing. So it's like we need to be a long way from this thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, speaking of Alim, I think he was uh, not to taking away any from any anyone else because everyone did really well. But I think Alim must have been the MVP of this fight. Mm. Those heels were. We would have TPK'd. Yeah, definitely. Without those heels, like there was there, we, every single one of us would have been down. Yeah, and he even got the killing blow. Mm-hmm. So, mm. On the last one, so yeah, he's not useless. No, he's not useless. No, not all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> which is another, you know, again very sad because Rick was supposed to be here as well. So very sad that mm. we couldn't talk to him, uh, talk to them about it. Um, so, but yeah, we'll have to have to ask ask them another day about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, would you like to talk about? the other insider information about that episode. Which one are you referring to? Why Neza was so insistent on going back in the dark, scary tunnels? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, because I... It, it, you know, creating these conduits is a key, very key moment in this campaign, and um... The way that it happened was, you know, going into those tunnels and meeting the, the Gelatinous Cube there was not something that I had planned in that way, per se. Um, because I wanted it to happen a little bit more, um, just like naturally. I, I gave a lot of hints to Amanda, uh, aka Nessa, in, in her storyline to this um but I also realized that, you know, it's it's like we play every other week. It's like, you know, months and months and months ago that she got all this information. And um, so I had to key Amanda in a little bit on some of the, the things that I sort of needed uh, uh, Nessa to, to, to know and, and happen. Um, so, so, yeah, it was 100% why uh, you needed to go into the tunnels because the... Um, um, uh, the Galatians cubes were there, and that would trigger Nessa's mind, uh, trigger her memory from mm. episode one. So mm. if you missed it, uh, go back and watch episode one because that's a very key information that uh, Frayne, her, her lab partner, was giving giving her. Mm-hmm. So it's true. The conversation was, "I'm really sad nobody went. Like you didn't go down the tunnels, and you didn't follow. Like you didn't like you didn't let the the nothings go down the tunnels." And I was like. That's okay. We're just like too powerful, you know. It's fine, <laughs> Marty. Like, so it didn't work out your way. He's like, no, you really need to go down the tunnels. <laughs> and I was like, okay, hint, hint, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Yeah. And I don't know how many people said to Neza, like, why did you insist we went down the tunnels? And I was like, I'm just doing following DM's orders. <laughs> <laughs> Strix yeah. would have wanted to go anyway. I think there was too much interesting stuff we'd already found in those caves to not explore the rest of them yeah yeah i think and i also think it's one of those cases where we're trying to do make this a limited series and maybe that was maybe a wrong move um but you know we're working we're going down that road now so that's how it is but because you know since if it was not limited if we had more time to pursue this afterwards then you know i could just place this you know those cubes another place in, in the story so it wouldn't really be a, an issue but because we sort of had have like a deadline something we're moving towards it's also you know i've i'm doing my best to just have hands off and let you guys do what you feel like you need to do in the situation but um I, and i th- but i think i realized probably an episode too late <laughs> that uh, I probably need to push, you know, the story elements a little bit more. But but again, you know, you, you live and you do stuff and you learn from it. So, um, so yeah. So and we'll sometime figure out a day to record our last episode. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, it's it's all well a good saying, like, oh, maybe we won't have a time limited thing, but have you tried arranging anything this summer? Like, my God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but anyway, we'll, we'll get there eventually. Um, I have even 
I haven't convinced myself fully yet, but I have sort of thought about maybe I can end season one a place where we could actually pick it up as a season two, but it also means that I need to figure out more stuff for a potential season two. So we, um, so yeah, but. I don't know yet. We'll we'll see. We still need to get through nine and ten and see where we end up, and then then I'll, you know, then I'll know where 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 we're headed. Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's also sometimes things just take longer, and players do fucking weird shit. You know. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking. Sorry. About. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's perfect. It's it, it's part of the game. It's how it should be. So. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you also got a little bit more information about who made these, you know, goblins turn into other mm. twisted goblins. Mm-hmm. That surprised the heck out of me. Genuinely. <laughs> Good. Strix is not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> Strix is Strix is now worried. Is very worried. In fact, that he actually has an accurate read on. Um, on Waterman, what he's all about, and what he's gonna do. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I guess I could talk about it. Like, so he's told us that, like, ah, oh, he wants to experience everything there is, and 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 do all the things. And yeah, like, like, obviously that doesn't seem to be limited to nice things. Uh, and he seems <laughs> to have been messing around with these uh, goblins, which is like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That that. That's that's a thing you could do. Uh, another one off his list, and so Strix is really really worried because when we had that conversation, it was like it was not clear he's telling the truth. But if he is telling the truth, I don't think there's any way he's going to turn down the opportunity to come to a brand new world full of technology he's never seen and shit. So like, and I'm I'm pretty sure that's not a thing that we would want to happen. <laughs> Why not? Uh, I mean, so I, you know, te- technically, that 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 other world is just a throwaway world that I just made mm. specifically for this. You know, so send him over there and let him destroy it. I don't need it. <laughs> no, I really want to write like some supplements for Barguo, and I can't do that if it's like destroyed. It's also everybody's Sorry. in character home, so <laughs> good luck selling the place on that. Um. But yeah, I mean, so I guess that's sort of maybe the gives you a bit of insight into Strix's sort of driving motivation the last few episodes since we met Auburn and why he's like, no, no, we need to have all of the power and Watson needs to have none of it because <laughs> there's no way we don't fight in the end. All right. So, but how how hmm? will fighting Benjamin's patron actually work? Like, like. Would it kill him? <laughs> or you would will. he just like become no longer a Not warlock? Like, <laughs> you will find out in episode 11 or 12. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. Depends what mm. you players do, I guess. Interesting. Interesting. So... I really liked also that Neza and Strix had a little bit of bonding going on mm. with talking about, you know, magic and mm. and spell balls. <laughs> what did we decide we were going to call them? I actually can't remember. Con- I don't think did, did we settle on something? Okay, conduits. Yeah, I think conduits was the word that I I really actually really liked it when when someone said it and then I couldn't remember it and I was like, ah, oh, when was it again? But yeah, conduits. I think it's a it's a nice way of putting it. So. Yeah. yeah. No, that was that was good. I enjoyed um, all the all the role play, um, and I I have to put my hands up and apologize because I absolutely thought that we were asking Warden for his magic, <laughs> um, not Thrak. Like yeah. I just me the player just hmm. I was just way off. I didn't even consider the dwarf that I hate. Neza. <laughs> there, there was a lot of information coming out of Nessa's brain all of a sudden very mm. quickly um, when the DM got to possess Nessa a little bit so mm-hmm. I, I am not um, uh, I'm not surprised that you might have missed the two key things um, so 
and one of them being that Thrak is the one with the elemental um Mm-hmm. I remember Magic. having that conversation after I was like, oh. Yeah. Um, but there was some, because there was a part with Waltham as well that I, uh, that Nessa was riffing off uh, as well. Um, when I was Nessa, I, I, I talked about it as well. So, I mean, I can understand the, the confusion. Also because I think that I said, you do know someone with uh, elemental magic. And then I never said the name. I was just mm. like, because everybody was nodding. And I was like, all right, they get it. It's Thrak. No problem here. And I probably should have just been like, just to clarify, it's a Thrak. <laughs> uh-huh. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure everybody else may have gotten that. And my brain was just not. No, I think it, I think it set up a really nice moment as well, though, because because sort of it's almost as if like 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 where you were like uh, oh we need to uh, we need to get we need to get Waterman. It's like oh there's someone else we need to get first, and you were like who? And it's like oh, we need to, we need to get Thrag first. Like, that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> I really I don't know if I like or dislike that you know <laughs> Thrag is worse than Waterman <laughs> in your minds. <laughs> Maybe just Nez's mind. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, he's less scary, but he's also less competent. We have to be scared of him killing us, but we do have to be scared of him just blowing up all the conduits, apparently. I, I seriously just... I, because I posted the, the roles he made um, uh, on Twitter, and I just love that he just keeps rolling below a 10 every freaking time. Not even that, probably below a 7. Um, and he only made, like, one good roll, and that was in the very end where Strix were helping him. So, I mean, I didn't make it up. You know, he was really struggling with, with making this conduit, so... <laughs> Because I, I think it's obviously a big important plot point that we've got these things, and I could sort of sort of see you, Marty, like in your eyes, like players, please help me. He's rolled so terribly, I can't <laughs> pretend this is a success. <laughs> I mean, I guess. I mean, obviously, no matter what would have happened, I would have eventually made it, you know, succeed in some shape or form. So I think I also just played into it a little mm. bit of like, why do you need to help him? Because holy <laughs> shit, he's. I'm so fucking bad at rolling. <laughs> so, um, but no, I, I think it, it's again that thing that you know sometimes the dice just tell you know mm-hmm. a fun stories that you didn't have in your mind to begin with. So, um, so I, uh, you know, it's just about just lean into it. I think that's part, sort of what I'm starting to learn as well. Um, just lean into those moments and be like, yeah, that's how it is. Because I think in our private game in the beginning, when something didn't go the way that I wanted and I made a roll for it and I didn't like the roll, I just flunked the roll and I'm like, yeah, no, it happens anyway, you know? Um, and I think that it's something that. <laughs> what? <laughs> there you go. You didn't, you didn't know. <laughs> um, and the, the, the thing is that actually one time um, I forgot to make make the role private, so it went out public. And then I was like, "Yeah, I don't like this role," and I flunked it and said something else. And then the players were like, "But you you roll you rolled a ten. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> "Wait, what?" <laughs> and then I realized that I've been rolling you know, public roles that, all night. <laughs> that happened, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. but yeah, but no, I think that. Sometimes it's also just important to, to lean into it and be like, yeah, it didn't go my way, but everyone is having a great time. So, you know. Mm-hmm. And this is a story that's going to be told. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah, actually, now that we do have these conduits, a lot of you um, got um, leveled up to level 12 again. Yay. Back to where you started, finally, some might say. Um, and we got a community question from Adam. Who weren't supposed to be in this episode. <laughs> um, and Adam asked, tease something about your level 12 character that we haven't seen yet. Um, so, Adam, do you have anything <laughs> we haven't seen yet from your character? Uh, I think we're yet to see, like, the scale of the destruction Strix might be willing to inflict if uh, if pushed. Interesting. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, thanks. Marty, make a level four again. <laughs> <laughs> um. So uh, how actually how have it, how, how has it been to have made this level twelve character and then just seen scaled down to level four at the uh, at the first in the first episode? 
how has the, the the road up until here been so far and and how excited are you that you're back in level 12 uh it was for Styrix at least it was quite rough because um i mean i guess i had the like like i had all my level 12 minions that i'd animated at level 12 and and were therefore a lot more powerful than anything I should have should have had access to a level four. Mm-hmm. But um, for Strix himself, it's like he had no combat spells. <laughs> because, like because of the way the the D and D system works, it's like well, I'm building a level twelve character, so like level one and two spells are weaker than my cantrips at level twelve. Why would I ever take those? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it, I guess it also doesn't help that like for like thematically for Strix, I wanted to. Uh, like stick to certain kinds of damage that felt right for him. Mm-hmm. So he has like acid spells, he has like lightning spells, but like no fire spells, they're not allowed. And 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 certain other ones, it's just like, yeah, that's a, that's, that's a nice spell, but like it doesn't work for Strix in my opinion, so I, I'm not going to take it. Mm. Um, and, and to be fair, it is actually kind of refreshing to see a uh, wizard without fireball. Mm. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Just put I it mean, lightning bolt's a good spell. Like, mm. just just putting it out there. Like, it's it's basically as good as fireball, guys. You should use lightning bolt more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, in in my uh, other private game that I have, in, uh, where I'm the player, um, we have a, we have a wizard in there as well. Who, who actually, we actually sort of were in a pinch. Um, because we were just surrounded by enemies, and I was, and I, my character was like, "Oh no, actually not my character." Marty was like, "Hey, just use your your electricity spells on me because it's fine. I have this shield that actually halves the damage. So you know, go nuts." We sort of meta game a little bit, but it was would also have been such a cool moment. So he actually ended up doing that, but he rolled so freaking high anyway that my halving the damage <laughs> didn't really matter, and I went down anyway. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, he saved the day. So um, yeah, there is other things that fireball. Wink, wink, mm-hmm. nudge, nudge. Go check them out. It's if you're into that kind of thing as well, vitriolic sphere. It's a level above fireball, but it's actually a, like quite a bit stronger than fireball, even upcast. So yeah. okay for that one as well, guys. <laughs> Good advice. How about you, Amanda? Any level twelve shenanigans we should know about with Nessa? Um. There are some things. Um, I because she's a monk, she she hits with a weapon. She goes bang, you know, with her with her quarter stuff. So like nothing super out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does have a movement speed of fifty feet. Mm-hmm. So like, can you picture her running? Like she's just going to be like, see ya, Whoop! <laughs> like a hundred <laughs> feet away, and like, and I just found out like as well, she can run up a tree. Like she can run up a vertical surface. She could go a hundred feet just up the side of a surface. Like, what is that about? Like, that's so <laughs> just, cool. Just, just monk stuff. Just monk stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I picked the way of the drunken master as her uh, as her tradition, um, she has the drunkard's luck, which is, um, is canceling disadvantage on some rolls, which is pretty cool. If I want to do that, nice. So, unfortunately, nothing really, really cool except for the running. Like, I'm like, she, I mean, you she are, can run across water. I think everyone, everyone is in agreement that you need to fight a dragon at some point. So maybe it does. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe <laughs> it does come in handy that you can run up walls or tree trunks or something like that. Who, who knows? You know, um, she can run up the side of a wall and then go with her quarterstaff down right onto the dragon's head and split it open from yeah, the head. one hit, one hit, one hit, yeah. Sure. Well, mm-hmm. as you have proved in our private game, Marty, I am not allowed to one-shot things, so... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were allowed to one-shot things, you just didn't roll high enough. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait until you see the high-level spell Strix has access to. You're going to have to be buffing things HP. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I, I, I've already done that, um, doing uh, a specific <laughs> fight where I wanted someone to get away. Um, but it, it still didn't work out. So. It didn't work. <laughs> well, um, so yeah. I, I can't remember if you did this on the podcast or not, but you've already admitted to us that you accidentally nerfed them, like just because you forgot yeah, part of what they were yes. supposed to be able to do. I, I did that, yeah, last time on the podcast as well. That, that yeah, I, I did. 
uh, by accident nerfed them because they were actually supposed yeah. to uh, have uh, two hits and a large one, three hits. But instead, they ended up mm-hmm. having one and two instead of two and three because I just I just remembered something about you know well they have multi attacks or oh it's a large one okay and then I just went with it you know in, in the mm-hmm. moment but. I was wondering in that fight. It's like Strix is still up. Wow, that uh, <laughs> that mirror image spell really works. And it's like, oh no, Strix should definitely have got down. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I think it's again one of those things where you know it comes with experience. Um, where in in that moment, first of all, I mean it's not going. To, um, it sounds like I, I'm not trying to excuse anything. It, it's totally on me. But it was like two over two weeks ago that I planned that fight. Um, mm-hmm. Because the fight lasted over two, ep- or the the cave lasted over two episodes, so I didn't fully remember things, and I didn't three. Yeah, I mean, in total it was three, but but yeah, but um, but yeah. Anyway, so um, so I didn't. I should have sat down and check up on the on the monsters and stuff before, but I just went in there. And I was like. What could go wrong? I I know this. I've done this. It's fine. It's fine. So. What I'm hearing you say is that season two should be every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am not against it. Um, but there's oh, really? a lot okay, more I, people I, than the three of us that need to be considered in this. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I, I assumed Marty would just be shutting that down and just be like, no, that it one week. No, Marty's is not like, yes, let's fucking do it. Let's go. I, mean, <laughs> I think. You know, nine times out of ten, I'm fine with it because, you know, then I will have stuff planned and stuff like that. But I also know that when you have such a tight thing, especially something that's live streamed, I, I want it to be, you know, um, of a certain quality. And I still, I, I myself still, still keeps fucking that part up still, you know. So, um, <laughs> uh, so just planning something um, for every week can sometimes be a little bit uh you know a lot of work to to, to get done i mean i I'd hats off to you know some people like uh matthew mercer who, who does this every week probably plan stuff for the for the next few sessions um i mean it's it, sure they're also probably doing that a little bit more full-time than than, than we are but still you know <laughs> um still it, it does take time to 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 plan these things out um so sometimes it, i think it also hmm? uh, like I, said, I think it also varies by dm style as well yeah some dms are very like improv heavy like like yeah. rather go in with just a few bits and, and a vague idea and and then sort of go with what happens in the session and other dms uh, like to have a lot planned out in advance and it's it's not a judgment on like which style is better or anything but like you, you kind of have to accept what your style is and and and, and, yeah. and work within the confines like a, yeah. a, a prep heavy dm is going to need a lot lot longer to prep than than, than someone that improvises mm-hmm. but, but then again then we, when we have something like this where we just been through this whole cave and and tunnels and stuff like that you know i i, I you know planned that now you know over three sessions ago now because it's taking us three mm. sessions to get through it all um so then again then you know it's it's very light obviously you're still going to do some planning because something so things always happen that you know i didn't take into account or players decide to do something and so obviously i still go in and 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 look at what i have done and and or what you know had has happened and and if there's anything i can do to to move things in a certain direction or stuff like that so i mean it's not like there's no planning at all but still you know uh, if, if if you do it correctly you can plan quite far ahead uh, um, in in some in, in some cases you know so um but then then there's like Strix didn't even have undead minions out to bog things down I no exactly yeah um so so but going into the next session you know uh, uh, uh I have not really too much planned for the next. I have some some ideas still uh, rolling around in my head. Um, so you know, the next session, if we would have have had this this week, like today, actually, um, mm-hmm. then uh, you know, then I would probably have had been a little bit more unprepared than I'd like to be. Um, but but yeah, no. Speaking of next session, I have a question for Amanda actually. Uh, how open is Nessa going to be to the idea of more undead around the camp? Now that that's firmly possible. She doesn't love that idea, and she is very, <laughs> like, I'm not even going to say mildly. She is, like, severely horrified that the IAC has put that in, like, your job description. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I just made that up, by the way. Yeah, Marty, exactly. That was not part of Marty's law. I just made that up. I, I, like, I don't, I don't know. Based on it was based on sort of my understanding of like how the IAC operates and the kind of thing they'd want to do. But like, are you okay with that being kind of Marty? <laughs> I mean, that doesn't sound like the IAC at all. You know, why would they do things like that? It, it's, it, yeah. <laughs> like, she is very aware that the IAC is like run by a bunch of I don't know chickens in a lab coat um, <laughs> but like that in particular she's horrified she's like no I <laughs> no. mean I mean to be fair um, um, oh, maybe I should I don't even remember but Adam you came up with a name for a school I think that he went to and a specific department in uh, the yeah, IAC University in- for uh Something in the Deathly Arts. Yeah. And um, you know, I'm just like Yeah. I you know, that's just something that came from you and I'm like I'm I'm so far I'm loving it, so you know, just roll with it. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I just write shit in my backstory and make stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um No, I mean I really liked it because I mean it it makes sense. It, it's not something that would be so out you didn't come up with something that's so outlandish that it wouldn't fit into Baraguro. So I'm just like, yeah, no, that that makes sense. Um Let's run with that. So, actually, you know, what? as we're um, as we're doing a bit more of a free form last order this time, maybe it's worth talking about that a little bit. Yeah, sure. Because uh, I think you you two both know that my background is like in, in TTRPGs is heavily skewed towards Exalted, which is quite a different system to Dungeons and Dragons. And there's some aspects of that that is like now when I watch myself back in my play, it's like clearly coming through. So so that, for example. Uh, there's a mechanic in Exalted where players can just introduce facts, i.e., like I, the player, just want the world to be this way, so I'm going to like roll my character's intelligence law, and if I roll high enough and the GM doesn't veto it, like then then that fact, like I've just made that be how the world works. Hmm. Which sort I of, like that. Concept. Yeah, I think I think as you've seen, like it sort of does come through in my play that I'm kind of used to, like in hmm. my regular games, I'm used to being able to do this thing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I'm not against that either. I think it. I actually. I, I mean, it, it it plays into the whole. I think some people think that you know this is the DM story, and at the end of the day, it, it really isn't. It's everyone's story uh, because everyone is contributing everything. Every, you know, I'm the DM. Me, I'm I'm not in charge of your characters. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know really know where they're coming from originally, at least. Uh, obviously, you you have told me about your characters, and then I might have adjusted you know small things here and there if need be. But besides that. This is like a collaborative thing. The story is not mine. The story, story is ours. Um, so, so no, I, I totally like that idea. I also like something that I feel like is some, sort of like in the same vein uh, that I saw on TikTok is you know uh, a rule called "I have a friend." Um, mm. Yeah, Amanda, I think you. I sent it to you. Um, where when you're stuck in in the storyline or something like that and you're not quite sure what to do you can just be the player can once be like actually i have a friend maybe we can go you know they live over here and just come up with you know a friend that they might know that can help them and um and i kind of like that idea as well because you know it, it adds to the world it adds to the story and and it can also be a tool if if you're stuck you know so um I, I like I like that I like when everyone is is contributing to to the story soon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do too. No, it's good, and I love what you're doing, Adam. Like with with Strix and like this information that's coming in. Like I think it's really cool, um, and I really wish that I was better at like coming up with things like at the drop of a hat, like the name of something or or <laughs> any of that information. But I'm just like creating on top of acting is very difficult <laughs> improv <laughs> yes i'm not very good at it i almost signed up for improv classes actually just uh as an aside but i couldn't be arse driving into belfast once a week at night time mm. i mean I, I actually don't know what's around here but i actually think that i, w- I would i would like to go and have a go at it as well because it, 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 i feel like it's something where I'm struggling with it, but I'm not, if that makes sense. I think that 
put on the spot, I can, I can totally do it. I mean, I have actually, I have basically improved a whole session once just because the players decided to do something completely different. Um, <laughs> um, so I mean, so I, I know that I can do it, but I think just getting some tools, some, something that can help me would be mm-hmm. amazing, you know? So I did recently see, uh, sorry, just as an aside, um, a improv for TTRPGer. Mm-hmm. Uh, class going up um, and I need to find it it's one of the many discords that I'm in because I was like oh I should um, I saw it on my phone and I was like I'll remember to do that when I'm on my computer spoiler alert I did not <laughs> yeah um, uh, could you drop me the link for that as well actually cause... if I find it I absolutely will yes <laughs> <laughs> alright um, so our uh, community question from Adam is, uh, which NPC is your character most fond of? So any of the NPCs oh, that you've met so far? But, you know, <laughs> obviously, I know everyone wants to say Thrak, um, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, are, there, are there any like favorite NPCs so far? Neza likes Or. Mm-hmm. Neza hates everyone else. <laughs> Which that's, that's great, uh, Marty. You made fair, my yeah. character feel things. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I'm not allowing Strix to say he's undead because that's an obvious and cheap answer. <laughs> <laughs> even though that it, like that is the, the the literal answer. Even if uh, if they even count as NPCs, I don't know. Um, but in terms of like actual NPCs. I mean, who has Strix met? He has met Thrak, and he has met... Wortham. Wortham. He met Wortham. And he's Orban. met... Uh, what's the name? Um, Kaxi. Auburn's... Yeah. Kaxi. Mm. Auburn's. Wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know. I should. I definitely would have thought about this at a time. Uh... <laughs> Not Wartham. No. Definitely not Wartham. Mm. I mean... I guess he's met Orr as well, and... Yeah. He's not really interacting. He's, he's, he's barely interacted with, like... Well, he's barely interacted with Kaxi. Mm. Barely interacted with Orr. Or it's like one way. I have understood what she was talking about, but never been able to talk no. to Orr. It's okay. You can say no. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. You don't have to just uh, figure something out. Yeah, I'm going to pat. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, right. Um, what? What's a TTRPG you haven't played yet that you really like to try? I know. I know my answer to this. Um, so if, if nobody else have a, an answer right now, I can jump straight into mine. Um, in the eighties. In the 80s, there was this uh, anime called Robotech. Don't know if any of you knows it, knows it about it. I think so. Okay, it's basically the one of the first animes that that made it and that made anime come to the to the West. Um, and I just love it. It has mechs in it, uh, planes that turn into robots, um, and I just love. I do what, know this, by the way. Yeah. I just love the robot. I've rewatched it uh, grown up, and I still like it, even though you can you can you can see that it probably hasn't aged super well. <laughs> it is from the eighties, after all, but still, mm-hmm. I really like the world and I like the, the the concept of it. And I recently found out that they have a TTRPG uh, book as well, so I obviously had to order it. Uh, there was no you know couldn't couldn't not uh, order it, so I did. It was probably a little bit overpriced, but I didn't care, and it looks awesome and I would love to do something being a one shot being a, a small campaign uh, or a small adventure or something I, I don't know but I would love to to, to do something in that, in that world and, and also just try out the system I'm not completely sure what it is yet but um, but it's not it's not uh, Dungeons and Dragons so um, yeah I, I, would lo- I would I would love to, I would do that mm-hmm. well you know uh, where to find some players if you want to play <laughs> <laughs> Um, mine is Brindlewood Bay. It is a cozy mystery TTRPG where you're playing as a group of probably old ladies who have a book club 
Um, but then there's a murder in the town, and you, you kind of solve the murder as these like old lady personas. Um, I backed it on Kickstarter. I do have the PDFs, but I'm waiting for my physical hardback to come um, so that I can properly get into it because I absolutely will be running something for that because it's, I'm just like, mysteries, old ladies, Agatha Christie, murder she wrote, I'm in. <laughs> like, this is my jam. I'm so excited for it. Hmm. Um, I'm in their very, very, very active Discord and I cannot keep up. Um, <laughs> I, I've never seen a more active Discord. I'm just like, oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm going to do it. And then like within an hour, there's too many messages and I'm just like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so yeah, like that one. And I'm also uh, playing in uh, an actual play on Twitch in June um, for Warhammer Age of Sigmar Soulbound. Um, which I signed up for on a whim, got accepted, and discovered today is Warhammer. Um, so I have <laughs> no idea anything about this system. So I need to. Um, I have a month. Uh, do you know about the setting? Because from what from what I know, GW settings are quite in depth. Age. My, I asked my friends who are very into Warhammer. Age of Sigmar is the new fantasy universe of Warhammer. It replaced their fantasy line and added a bunch of cool stuff. Really neat background to the merging of worlds and gates. Actually, I got asked to be on a, an actual play as well. And I didn't realize because it was on Reddit and I'm not on Reddit super often. So I got asked, I don't know few weeks ago so I, I might try I might re reply to them and hear if they're still if they still mm -hmm. have something going on but I don't know what they actually are going to play um, yeah. could I'm be fun Warhammer yeah. Adam anything you tried them all right so <laughs> yes I have played every TTRPG <laughs> so which one is the best I believe that <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't the question right right <laughs> <laughs> um, no, in terms of what I'd um, what I'd really want to try, uh, Changeling: The Dreaming has been on my list to try for a, for, for a good long while. Mm. It's one of the more obscure uh, World of Darkness type games, so it's, mm -hmm. it's set in the same world as, as Vampire: The Masquerade and, and Werewolf: The Apocalypse and, and all those. Um, but you play Fey, um, and. Um, I think oh, what what drew me to it the most is that like there's this a conflict that's baked into the to the system of um, like trying to 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 stay true to your sort of authentic fae like childlike uh, like sense of wonder self and not succumbing to the to the banality of. I guess like adult life and like having to file taxes and things um, and that that conflict like uh, uh, like having a system that deals with that conflict definitely appealed to me and got me interested and then I watched a few actual plays and now I really want to play it awesome that sounds really cool hmm. I love the idea of like staying true to your child like your inner child hmm so yeah, if you want players, like yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll come join as well. I don't know if I want to run a system I've never even played. I mean, <laughs> if all, if none of us have played it, you know, then it can could be fun, you know. Then we mm, just volunteer maybe. someone to GM, mm. and um, <laughs> that's that. Yeah. I think also if you know something that I would love to do on our channel as well at some point, if you know. Probably not like a full campaign or anything, but something I think if you just if you were just going to maybe do some one shots or or, or again sh again shorter adventures, then there's two things that I would I would I would love to do. One of them is kids on bikes, mm -hmm. um, because mm -hmm. I just like again I, I I'm, I'm an '80s child. I love those '80s movies, E.T. Uh, you know uh, the Steven Spielberg movie stuff like that. Stephen King as well. Um, so that whole Stranger Things is you know a big hit. With me as well, so it could be fun to do something in, you know, in a in a, in a similar vein, um, and I think that it's it's a fairly simple uh, system that you can easily jump into and and just have some fun with. So I would love mm -hmm. to do. that. I know that Rick has played quite a bit of Kids on Bikes, mm -hmm. 
Um, mm. So maybe they can. Uh, maybe sweet, they can DM. Talk them into yeah. GMing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Could be fun. <laughs> um, and the other one is uh, Werewolf: uh, The Apocalypse. Um, mm. uh, it's terrible timing to play that now. It come, comes out in August, right? The new. Yeah, I think uh, there's a new one coming out this year. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I would love, I would love to check that out, and, and because that's where I, that's basically where I started. I didn't start with D and D. I started with Werewolf, actually. So. Yes, I did know that. I did know that. Mm-hmm. You talk, I remember mm-hmm. now, like mm-hmm. like way back when you first interviewed me to be on this. <laughs> we talked about Werewolf. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I, they've announced the date now. It's August. Is it August? I know this right. because I make D10s, and it's a D10 system. There we go. So cool. So, I basically need to get really into a D10 system so I can have a reason to buy your dice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, set up a werewolf game. Marty likes werewolf. I'm 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 very interested in playing in the werewolf campaign. There we go. So maybe maybe uh, we can do that at some point. An idea that we have for the summer is to have mm. like happy hour sessions, which is like one shots, like th- shorter kind of. Mm sessions exploring like maybe different game systems and any t- basically any time that we're not like in a season um mm. we thought about we thought about that we haven't talked about it like what it actually looks like but we have talked about yeah the fact that it might be a thing that we consider yeah i'd be up for that yeah. definitely up for that. and i think it could be especially as you can hmm? Like, because you don't need a regular cast, you can just sort of drop in. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, it, it could be as well. It could be other people from our community that that wants to join or mm. something like that, and it could be well, yeah, it could yeah. be cool if other people DM as well, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. So, so I can, I can, I can play. No, sorry for every oh. DM. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'll give you a relatively short list of systems I'd be comfortable jamming. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean. To, to to be fair, I, I ha- I've only played you know Werewolf and D and D basically. So you know, trying something new would be amazing. I'm I'm having my eye on um, you know the Project Black Flag as well uh, because it, it looks kind of interesting. Actually, that's not true. I'm I'm lying to you now. I actually played one session of um, Pathfinder Two. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, because one of my friends wanted to check it out and also check out a Tailspire. Which is a um, an online st- system uh, play, you can play through in, in on Steam, um, so you can you can use mm-hmm. it to uh, play D and D. You can use it to play other TTRPGs uh, uh, as well. So it, it it basically just makes a three oh you or you set up a three D world, so you can set up buildings. That's like the whole workshop. So if you if you need a specific type of building and you're not good at building them yourself, you can grab one from over there and you know stuff like that. And then you can have a, a, a session in 3d um online um cool. which is pretty cool and we play and we wanted to try out pathfinder 2 which um we were playing level one characters and i could do so much stuff it was actually mm. pretty good fun as a as a as a just as a you know uh, a fighter to actually be able to oh i can i move and i can also hit oh and i can hit again whoa and you know <laughs> uh so sure obviously there is a, a you know a Doing a lot of things makes you also get a, a little bit of a uh, what's it called? Um, I want to say punishment, but that's not the right word. Um, penalty. Penalty. Thank you. Um, obviously, the more you do, you get a you, you know you, you'll get a penalty, and I, and I suspect that when you level up, you can probably do something to lessen that penalty and stuff like that. But um, but as a level one character, it seemed pretty good fun to be fair. So that's so cool. Mm. So yeah, I hear they're final. The guides are finally back in stock on the Pathfinder website or the Pezo website. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> I heard that rumor. Okay, I mean, I bought the humble bundle that had like uh, I don't know how many books. So I yeah. have so many PDFs that I'm um, looking <laughs> through. So. PDFs don't go out of stock. No, exactly. That's uh, true. But the the only I thing, have so many PDFs. I just really like the physical book. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I prefer the books as well, especially when you're you know making a character sheet and you need to, to go flip back and forth through the pages mm. to figure out you know stuff. It's really tedious to do in a PDF because yeah, it's it just is. <laughs> but yeah, um, I tend not to buy a physical book unless I'm at least decently confident I'm actually going to play the game. Exactly. 
just like me. So it's just um, a good habit to get into. <laughs> that's a very good point. I'm like, ooh, Kickstarters. Oh well, I don't want to back it unless I can get the physical book. Exactly. Oh well, guess I'm dropping <laughs> another fifty, sixty, seventy pound on a Kickstarter that I may or may not play. And I mean, that's, this is my life. I'm like, why do I have no money? Oh, Kickstarter. I mean, and that's why I've already, you know bought kits and bike and uh, uh, the Robotech one because obviously I'm 100% going to play those at some point right so mm-hmm. definitely yeah is there a physical kids on bikes book yeah huh? I have it in my shelf over here behind me somewhere <laughs> so alright um, should we finish off with the random question that you asked Adam if I can remember what it is what was your favorite oh yeah 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 that, yeah okay <laughs> What was your favorite uh, subject in school? Oh. Mine was modern fantasy English. Mm, um, it was like a, a specialist English course um, that the best English teacher in our entire high school took um, or taught. Um, and I took it. It was, sorry, we're, bear with me and my North American terms. It was a grade 12 course. And I took it when I was in grade 11. And it was like the best English course that I had in my entire high school career. I learned more in that course than I did in any other course, um, like English course, because the English teachers were very, very bad. Um, like very, very bad. I was like, oh, this is what that means. <laughs> it was, um, but also it was a lot of fun. We got to study like Star Wars and The Princess Bride and... Um, do you like our independent study on any book series that we wanted to do? Um, so long as it was fantasy. It was great. That was absolutely my favorite course. Followed by uh, history, like ancient medieval history. Is it throughout all your school time? So so also like university and, and stuff like that? Or is it just back in... Yeah, I think that's okay. a, that's allowed. That's Well, yeah. w- whatever works. Yeah. yeah. Because that changes my answer drastically. <laughs> well, give us, give us both of your answers. Because I think if it was back in just you know school as a kid, I think it actually was mathematics. Funny enough, um, mm. because um, I started out being really bad at it, and my teacher told me that or tell my parents that I would never be good at math. And then we got a new teacher, and then I got one of the best at math in school. So maybe it was a teacher issue and not so much a Marty mm. issue. Um, so I that. <laughs> I think that whole thing was the reason why I really, really liked math because, you know, I was basically told that, yeah, this is not for you. And then I figured it out. So, um, but if it's throughout my whole uh, school time, uh, then I, multi- multimedia uh, things, specifically streaming video, um, because we did that, we did like, and mind you, today streaming video is really, really easy to do. We do it every other week on, on, uh, uh, the crowded tavern. But back then it wasn't a thing. When we did it, it wasn't a thing. So we were actually, our school was among the first ones in Denmark to do like a live, start to do live streamed, uh, uh, television <laughs> on the internet um, and we had like a, a full week where we had like a competition happening on the school uh, and we live streamed everything um, not 24 hours but probably like 7 to 8 hours a day or something like that where we had you know obviously uh, 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 already taped stuff that we had pre-made but also live interviews we had like a host um, and we made so many pranks with each other uh, like one of the times we invited like an, an IT guy in to sit and talk about IT and be really used like words nobody would understand in IT and just and because the, the, the host had like earpieces so we were like you need to get him to talk you know talk normally nobody understands this and and the host is just you know out of their mind trying to get this person to to talk normally and and yeah was so stressed about it uh so but yeah we told him it was a prank afterwards and he got it probably wasn't super happy but he got it <laughs> so yeah and adam what was yours um, I guess so. Yeah, if we're going for like uh, high school, secondary school type subject, then it'd be the same answer. Uh, like like mathematics, I uh, I don't I, I don't really have as good a reason as Marty. I just liked it. Like <laughs> I I do recreational mathematics in my spare time at secondary school. Like I know it's very nerdy. Like played a lot of um, 
like card games and poker, like like, like well, like poker bridge, like very mathematical card games as well, just because it was fun for me when I was a teenager. <laughs> yeah, I was strange. Relate, but um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, if we're going university courses, uh, probably game theory. Like if I'd gone into academia, that would definitely have been my area. Um, I really like the intersect, like again, super. Really like the intersection of economics and mathematics. Um, I guess it just I don't know makes sense to me in a way that like I don't I don't know I don't I yeah I just I, I really enjoy it because mm. I find it very intuitive I think maybe is the right word mm. no idea why that's no. really cool people like you are very important in this world to help <laughs> the people like me and by the way kids. If you're sitting in math class and be like, I'll never use this weird thing that the teacher is teaching me right now ever again. Yes, you will. At some point, you probably will. Mm. Uh, because I remember getting a programmer job that all of a sudden I was sitting there. I know how to calculate, uh, calculate this specific thing. I learned this in school. How was it again? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> so I have never yeah, had to uh, use yeah. math that I learned at an advanced level ever. Mm. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I'd say, like, as somebody who's sort of obviously running a partnership business now, like, like, and as somebody who studied maths to a university level, like, in terms of, like, tax calculations and, and some of the financials we have to do, like, it's not like university level maths, but, like, even I don't find it trivial. Like, it's, it, like, when I'm filing taxes and things, it's like, no, nah, like, like, I, I flexed my mathematical muscles that day. Definitely. My accountant is um. the one and only thing that I outsource in my business. <laughs> I give him she. my sheets and I say, thank you very much, Nigel. Here is your 750 pounds. Mm. It is the only thing I outsource. Mm. <laughs> and I do it because it will take me a really fucking long time to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go, you see, kids. Pay attention to your mathematics teacher and you can save yourself like a grand a year. Mm-hmm. It's true. <laughs> it is true. It's true. Yeah. All right, I think that's all we had this week. I think we we actually managed to just, you know, three people to fill out an hour. So go us. I know. I'm like, we could keep talking. We could. But uh, But also I'm really hungry. I'm really hungry too. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, if you have your own questions or just want to be updated with new TikToks or all the stuff that we, we're doing uh, throughout the different weeks, uh, you can totally fo- follow us on social media and we are pretty much everywhere where you want to be at Crowded Tavern. Uh, you can also join our Discord at uh, crowdedtavern.com forward slash Discord uh, and you can find all the links you need to all of this at crowdedtavern.com So thank you so much for watching and listening. Amanda, anything to add? Don't forget to like and subscribe and rate and review as much as you like. There Thank you go. very much. There you go. Then Marty will be happy. Like those TikToks and, and shorts. Make Marty happy. Exactly. I'm checking checking the counter every hour to see if it's gone up or down. So, <laughs> He's um. not lying. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And, guys, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks very much, Adam. Thank you. See you all next week. No problem. Bye. Bye. Bye.